you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. Of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. So, of course, this coming weekend, we've got Extreme Rules. Last night's Raw was the go-home Raw to Extreme Rules uh, with what seemed to be uh, some clues, perhaps not just from the white rabbit, but also in terms of maybe what to expect at extreme rules. Uh, there was a contract signing between Bailey, Bianca Belair. We're going to dive into the details of that. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, but first, but first, before we get into last night's raw, Larson, more oh, backstage drama over there at All Elite Wrestling. Just another day, another backstage beef in AEW. Now, during a recent interview with Mas Lucha, that means more Lucha, more. Andrade El Hilo talked about when he learned of Brawl Out, Muffin Mania, Scrumgate, mm-hmm. and revealed that he's had his own backstage issues, and he's going to let us know who that is. These transcripts come to you via Fightful. He said this. I learned about the gossip initially via social media with many headlines saying the guy fought this guy and all that. Now, remember, this is a translation here. 
Everyone usually stays in the same hotel on Wednesday for Dynamite until the Thursday after. I trained in the gym, and then a guy reached out to me and asked if I had heard about the altercation. I was like, what? When? What happened? I learned that there was an issue between Kenny and CM Punk. The two of them have always greeted me well. I got nothing bad to say about them. And the same thing goes for the Young Bucks. They're all good with me. But I did have an issue with him because he, oh, I'm sorry. But I did have one issue with a wrestler. I am going to say his name. It was Sammy Guevara. I had an issue with him because he once came to the locker room and complained that we hit him too hard. It's wrestling. Solve it in the ring. If I hit hard, hit me hard too. I learned that he came in and that he accused me like a little girl. After I learned about it, I spoke to him and asked if he had an issue with me. But he said he did not, and that's all there was to it. It's funny because not even in WWE. For example, Sheamus likes to hit, and all my respect for him because he loves to hit hard and loves the strikes. He's wild. Even The Miz likes to throw strikes. Not even John Cena complained about me. So if he didn't complain, imagine this kid who's just starting. (laughs) Uh, so then the beef moved over to the Twitter. Larson, you want to take the story from Sure, here? sure. Yeah, so Andrade tweeted, uh, quote, I said it to your face. If you had a problem with me and you said nothing, I won't beat your ass because I'm a professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names, and I'm not scared to get fired. Hashtag Sammy. So then Sammy Guevara uh, responded, quote, You didn't say shit to me, you liar, but here's some truth, you ungrateful prick. You would be jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. Are you really mad at me? You're mad at yourself for failing to get over for a second time. Just go back to WWE like we all know you want to do and fuck off. And Andrade followed with this. Okay, I'm a liar. See you on Wednesday. I'll tell you to your face again. And nothing you say that you that you do not have any problem. Jose, the assistant, also chimed in. Tweeting that he, uh, quote, I was there and can confirm this incident. He puts incident in quotes. Happened. So yeah. there's another... Is this another work shoot thing or no? I mean, they're not currently in a feud with each other. I know. Andrade has a, has a relatively high profile match coming up on, is it dynamite or rampage? The 10 mask match. I forget which one, but they've got this thing where Andrade is a loser leaves a W or gets rid of his mask, depending on who it is match. Um, Sammy had sort of subtweeted initially. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would just something like, like you're oh, a jobber. You're a jobber, a favor hire, be grateful, bitch. Um, and I, I guess that's what sort of spurred Andrade to then fire back uh, from to, to that. Um, it this is this is the second time Sammy Guevara has been involved in some backstage drama in as many months. I believe it was just last month or, or the month. It was a lead of doll out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was a lead of doll out story with Kingston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, I don't know why (laughs) number one on, I've always been impressed by Andrade's lack of fucks. This dude is, has never been afraid to run his mouth, to give us what he thinks. I've always appreciated the hell out of that. Yeah. And if I'm Sammy Guevara, and I'm talking shit to Andrade, to, who's right now also signed to AAA, one of the wildest promotions on the planet. Well, He's actually, spent, Lucha Blog d- disputed that that Andrade was signed to AAA. 
Oh well, he wor- he does some work there. Is my point. I mean, he okay, does. You gotcha, know, he's gotcha. he's he's appeared there from time to time over the past yeah, couple yeah. months or last couple of years since he's been gone from WWE. Um, you know, uh, uh, Roosh obviously spent a lot of time in CML, CMML, CMLL, as did um, Andrade. And uh, you know, things get wild in those in in those lucha promotions down there, man. I don't know that even Jose the assistant seems you know uh, 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 ready to to throw his shirt off and. and- and throw and down. Throw. Yeah, yeah. I don't know you want to fuck around with these guys, but evidently Sammy Guevara is interested in finding out, Larson. Apparently. Well, I guess we'll see what happens at uh, uh, Wednesday at Dynamite. I mean, Can somebody get a camera back there for this? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if this is a shoot or a works or some combination thereof. I just don't want it to be another thing where now we got to have this story play out on TV. If like 75% of the stories in AEW spring from real life beef or something it's lazy creative and it gets to the point where i just don't find it interesting because then it's just like oh how cute or clever could we get with with referencing how these people don't like each other i'm over it give me some interesting creative don't be lazy with this stuff yeah i don't i don't necessarily disagree with you but clearly tony khan believes that his entire audience is on twitter watching this stuff so it's like okay might as well just make a thing of it the thing about this like so you know so do you think like i because i don't think that andrade's interview it sounded like that was just that was legit because why would you i I don't think they make a story about somebody complaining that people are hitting too hard when like that's just sort of exposing the business which people just generally don't like to do anyways um, or use that as a story, um, but I don't know. It's 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 funny. Andrade cracks me up. Like he really does. The dude will say anything, and and I and you gotta love. Yeah, he's it. not afraid to speak his mind. Yeah, yeah. He's not. Um, yeah, he's not. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll find out. I don't know. The, the the. I mean, here's here's the bigger issue. We could talk about this silly drama all day long. What's Tony? What should Tony Khan do at this point, Lars? It's called talent meeting. You have a talent meeting. Listen. <laughs> that is not working. He's done three of them already. It don't work. You put Mox in front of everybody. He says, all right, if everybody starts talking, uh, 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 spreading this stuff through interviews, guess what? I'm going to kick your ass. You know? You got to do. You, you got to draw a line in the sand, essentially. Or Tony Khan's going to say, if this keeps up, guess what? I'm going to start firing people. I don't know what else you do. Well, I think I feel gotta... like I feel like all the backstage beef is taking away from... I mean, there's a lot of things taking away from my enjoyment of AEW at the time being, um, but this is just one of them. Like it's 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 I'm just tired of hearing about. All right, everybody. Nobody, apparently, nobody there gets along, and then then we have to watch it all play out on TV. I'm just tired of it. I want interesting yeah. stories, not not yeah. not the same old story. Yeah, just with different players. Give me something interesting. And if you're not gonna if you're not gonna step in uh, with a firm hand and say, all right, this is it. Maybe got problems. You work it out backstage, and if you're incapable of doing that, then bring it up the ladder. Otherwise, don't say shit about it because you're det- detracting from the product. I just wonder why Andrade would just come out and say this. Like it just names a dude. He says, "I'm going to say his name." Sammy is Sammy. Just like yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Tony, he needs to start throwing out some suspensions though, or he something. does. I know he thinks that people have a real beef. Uh, it enhances the product. He can't think that anymore, though, right? I don't know. I mean, he probably like saw, saw the ratings mess. bump that Dynamite got after Brawl Out. It's like, oh, I'm I'm justified thinking that way because people are more intrigued by the product now based on what happened. 
it makes him look like kind of an asshole, though, with, with just, you know, all this shit getting out. People seeming like it's just the Wild West back there. I mean, that's I what, uh, that's what, isn't Billy Gunn or Kurt Angle? Somebody, I think it was Billy Gunn described it as the Wild West, but he was talking more like creatively speaking in terms yeah, of, yeah, I think so. But you know, that, that might include this as well. Who knows? All this, well, people just talking. Everybody mm-hmm. having beef, apparently. So, uh, in that same, uh, Moss Lucha interview, Andrade also talked about feeling stagnant in AEW, saying, and these transcripts are from Cultaholic, quote, right now I feel a little stagnant. I feel like I want more. I feel like although I have a good contract, the schedule is good. I like the schedule because WWE was inhuman. It was quite <laughs> a lot. People cannot imagine. Uh, they think because he is fighting on TV, it is the only time he fights. There are non-televised matches in other cities, other countries. Right now, it's difficult because I want more. I feel like I want more now that Roosh is back. It's the pressure that we want more. I mean, he sounds like he's an ambitious fella. He's always, you know, Andrade's always been the kind of guy who's never, like, resting on his laurels. He's always, like, interested in being more involved. Um, And, unfortunately, WWE main roster and AEW really hasn't been able to take full advantage of what you and I, I think, have both, and a lot of people, think that he can offer. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what that is or I don't know what that means. But uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if if this gets him any movement or where Andrade goes from here. But man, this starting up some shit with Sammy Guevara—that's definitely a, a step in a direction. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. But no, I like I like the team of him and Roosh. Oh uh, yeah, Roosh is Roosh is. They're both obviously phenomenal wrestlers. It'll be interesting to see. I, the the con, they need to get out of this contract stuff. He needs to stop dicking around with you know, the dark order and trying to poach people I know. like, you know, I know. being used in a storyline that's essentially Tony Khan taking shots at WWE trying to, you know, tamper with contracts. I know. I know. Like this come up with some, way to go. some interesting stories that actually elevate your talent, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. Not this, you know, self-referential stuff or referencing people having real beef. Yeah. It, I mean, it, you can, you can see, so here's the thing. Like, the self-referential stuff or referencing real beef between people is okay as long as it's part of a larger story. Yeah. Um, then I don't mind it. But if that's all the story is, then it's it's it, it, it just feels shallow and, and not terribly creative. I'll reference Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. They've obviously had their own problems in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've referenced that, but that hasn't necessarily been the entirety of the story. You know, you're right. Have Did they ever actually... Because, like, from what I understand, like, Matt Riddle's now ex-wife or whatever it is had said some disparaging comments about Becky, Mm -hmm. and then Matt Riddle had to go to apologize. That was, like, the reports or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, her her comments were on social media, so we know that was out there. Um, But I don't know. Did they ever actually – I don't know if they ever – they're very clever about, like, dancing around that but understanding that they have some personal issues – um, I mean, there was that weird moment at Survivor Series a couple of years ago where Seth just completely, you know, like just left the match yeah. before there was any, yeah. you know, contact with Matt Riddle. But it wasn't the context of his character. It made sense at the time. Well, they also, didn't it was around that. It was around that time that Seth was asked, uh, you know, what do you think about working with Matt Riddle? He just said, I'm never working with him. That seemed like it was, yeah, that seemed like it was completely real. Yeah. Like that was yeah. just him saying, yeah, no, there's no, I'm not going to do that. Um, and then, you know, a couple accounts said that, yeah, Riddle went up and apologized to him. And, and now they're in a really, really interesting feud. This fight pit match is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. They traded some shots last night, which were which were pretty good, I thought. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Um, so yeah, we could just dive into into Raw, sure. uh, beyond the Rollins Riddle stuff. We'll get to that in a second here. Some more White Rabbit clues, more QR codes to go around this time. It was uh, there was uh, the Predator language involved. There were some uh, uh, like uh, Renaissance era paintings, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh oh oh! They brought out the fractal. I, or whatever did. you call what what do you call those things they had what you call them but that's, 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 that's what i kind of so i have that the the first one the first qr code in front of me that what, what it yeah. went to and yeah, yeah so there is a, a picture an old painting um and you click on one side and there's some uh, coordinates listed and apparently those are the coordinates of philadelphia and that's where extreme mm-hmm. rules is happening extreme and rules and you yeah. mentioned the the predator language so there is you know, it looks to be, I don't know, like a, a short paragraph of words that are coded in this, in this language from the movie, appears the movie from the movie Predator. Yeah. And it's been translated, I believe, as a quote from Dante's Inferno. Yeah, right, right. And then uh, you mentioned the fractal yeah. where if you stare at that, then I think some numbers show up. Some numbers show up. And that was, oh man i forget what it was but then there was a, there was a binary code also that spelled out the word gacy <laughs> but then last week apparently there was some some binary code that's that spelled out bianca i believe so i guess it's, it's right. not necessarily saying gacy's going to be involved in this story just watch right. gacy's segment on nxt and they'll be and more. there might be another qr code Corey graves had a qr code on the back of the contract i didn't even look at that one um but uh, but yeah no there, there's all sorts of stuff going on and uh, and yeah I, I think it's I think it's a lot of oh there was white rabbit milk one of the things was I think it was I think it was the numbers in the in the fractal was led to like white rabbit milk or, or something hmm. Hmm. Um, so yeah I mean this all just means uh, that he's probably going to show up sooner or later at some some point yeah um let's talk about go home math because we talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday we're talking about bianca belair and bailey and uh this uh what happened last night we had a pretty i thought a fairly compelling contract signing where bailey says hey you know what i used to be you you know that little girl over there at the entrance with the bianca belair sign well that sign used to say bailey you got the ponytail all little girls used to put their ponytail to the side i and then and then what happened the the the, the cheers started to fade away and i found myself uh dropping further down that ladder because the ladder is a big metaphor that was why i had that idea for my career um 
And uh, and then and I thought Bailey's performance was particularly good because Bianca says, no, that was fake. This is the real you. And Bailey looked pretty shook by that. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing leads to another damage control shows up. They had already taken out Oscar and Alexa Bliss. So they've been yeah, written the, off after the main event. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They've been they're out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the idea is now damage control. They lay out Bianca Belair. They all ascend the ladder while Bianca's laying after a rose plant. And uh, Bailey grabs that title, holds it high, and damage control ends the show uh, in in control, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on how this can play out at Extreme Rules? You know, we just talked about uh, yesterday about whether Triple H would defy the conventions of go home math, and we and we thought, oh, that that so, something will happen at the end of this that'll kind of leave it open ended, a brawl that a pull apart, something like that. No, we got damage control laying out. Alexa, Asuka, Bianca, put a ladder in the middle of the ring over Bianca. Uh, Bailey grabbed her title, scaled the top of the ladder. Dakota and Io on opposite sides of the ladder, all holding up titles. I mean, that's uh, that's about as strong a go-home math as you could imagine. That Bianca is going to retain in Extreme Rules. Um, now, I guess the question is, is it a situation... Part of it is I don't know how aware, like I don't know if like in, in booking meetings, if something along the, the lines of the phrase go home math exists. I mean, the concept has to. You think so? It, it might be referred to some other by some other term, obviously. But but is this something where, where Triple H is playing with the conventions of go home math? Leading people to think, okay, well, Bailey stood tall on the go-home show, so Bianca's going to win. But no, this is actually just kind of foreshadowing of what you're actually going to see at Extreme Rules. But that's, but if that's the case, that image loses its power a bit happening on Raw rather than Extreme Rules. Well, I think we also are missing a big piece of the puzzle, the puzzle, and that's the that's the match. So, like, I think we'll get a better idea of it once this goes down. Now you and I are both under the assumption, okay, well Bailey's holding that title, she's climbing that ladder. And I I think of it more along the lines of, well this is the end of the second act. The bad guy has gotten the upper hand. All the odds are stacked against the hero. Bianca Bella, her 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 buddies are gone. How yeah. is she going to overcome these odds? And that I think is the probably the question they want us us to be asking as opposed to okay, well it's a foregone conclusion that she's going to win this match, which maybe it is. Maybe Bianca will win this because of what we have seen over the past however many decades and how go-home math works. And I wonder, I'm like, okay, well, how is Bianca going to even the odds against Bailey and damage control at, uh, at Extreme Rules? And the one thing that I can think of is, well, maybe this is the setup for Sasha and Naomi to come back. And maybe that'll be the War Games match. Um, Bianca retains thanks to Sasha and Naomi damage control uh and uh or or they do the thing one thing that triple h has done is he gets the outcome that he wants mm-hmm. uh in terms of like okay well i want bailey to have this title so maybe bailey gets the title uh and then afterwards damage control beats down bianca Belair, and that brings out sasha and naomi and damage control doesn't have anything to do with the ladder match i don't know yeah, um but it does seem like Two of Bianca's allies are down, and Bailey has two of her own 
Well, that leaves a spot open for, you know, the former women's tag team to come in who, by all reports, are back with the company and, and listed on internal, you know, uh, mm-hmm. roster spots and everything. So it wouldn't shock me to see them come back at Extreme Rules, even the odds for Bianca. Um, but then the only question is, okay, where do you go from there? Let's say Sasha and Naomi come back at Extreme Rules, help Bianca, Bianca wins. Then they walk into war games. You can't have that face team lose at war games and and you can't have damage control lose mm-hmm. at war games. So I kind of I, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't I mean, know. It, it would make sense to a degree to have Bailey win extreme rules. Bianca's team wins at war games and then at Survivor Series. No, I said at Survivor Series and then whatever, like at the Rumble, whatever. Day one, I guess, would be the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Have Bianca Bailey again. Maybe Bianca gets the title back. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, um, I don't know. But then if Bianca wins and then the faces win at Survivor Series, then feud has to be over, at least between Bianca and Bailey. Now you can have Sasha and Naomi still feud with Io and Dakota for mm-hmm. the tag titles. Yeah. That can yeah. continue. I mean, there's, um, yeah, there's, they, they've set up a lot of things in terms of people that can, faces that can feud with uh with Bailey for that raw women's title. I mean, Oscar's number one. She, you know, had her knee taken out last night and in another month maybe she could be written back in or whatever. Um but uh but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um I just you know, if 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 Sasha and Naomi are gonna come back, um I, I, you would think that it would have like for them to make an actual impact, Bianca would have to retain that title Mm -hmm. but then i don't know what you know if that's the case and you have all those titles heading into into war games maybe at war games it's winner take all there i mean that's why they did do that that at clash of the castle that could be i did a little like a modicum of research so war games 2019 was when the undisputed era had all the titles and they didn't do like a i mean that's four titles i don't think that it would be kind of silly to do winner takes all anyways because then you're like well who gets the world title or like you get the world or you get the North American, yeah, yeah, title, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so that's kind of silly, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know heading into extreme rules. I honestly don't know what I'm going to go with. Um, I, I just would hesitate to, to, to put too much stock into go home math this time around just because we don't know how triple H is going to, yeah. is going to treat that stuff. You know, maybe every, every, maybe every story beat, you know, will have its own, you know, anything can happen in a single match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hope that is the case. I hope that it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, I psh, I don't know. Bailey got this. The, the odds are stacked against Bianca. Maybe the grand plan is is war games and extreme rules is the actual end of the second act where Bailey mm-hmm. does get the title. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Your main is yeah. to be seen. I mean, right now yep. there's six matches on the extreme rules card and there's like, I feel like one gimme. And that's it. And that's Riddle winning the fight pit match. I think that's a gimme. Um, Cross will probably win. Cross will probably win. Here's the the thing about Cross and Drew. There is a distinct possibility that match is not going to have a winner. Because, or or Cross wins because of Bray. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if there's any chance of Bray coming back during a match, it's going to be that one. Which could mean, you know, the lights go out and then they they go to commercial. (laughs) And everybody disappears. Extreme rules rolls on. Right, yeah, exactly. Like just nothing happens. But I get, I get the feeling that yeah, Cross is probably going to win that one. I have no idea. I, I you know, SmackDown's going to inform me on what I think about 
live in Rhonda because like, I'm like, yeah, dude, like it's extreme rules. Like if they want to build up live, but maybe that's going to be where live really makes a hard heel turn because she loses her title to Rhonda. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is yeah. her opportunity or she has two wins over Rhonda. What are you going to have a third one on her? Yeah, no, I don't know. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's jump right into it. So the show opened up with judgment day, judgment day, Finn, and Damian Priest taking on Ray Mysterio and AJ Styles, or as you like to say, Steve. Oh, A Ray Styles, man! Did you see that awesome new shirt they dropped? Yeah, I did it. It was just you a did it. I know. Stupid in joke to kill three hours of time <laughs> during yeah. Raw last night. Um. So before the match, Judgment Day had a promo. Finn says, "Eleven years ago, Edge was medically forced to quit, but against all the odds, he fought back with strength and determination to return to doing what he loves the most, and that's performing in the ring in front of all the fans." And Priest says. Yeah, let's hear it for Edge. And so Finn continues. But as with most things in life, you can only outrun fate for so long. Judgment catches up with all of us. And Extreme Rules, I'm going to act as the cruel hand of fate that reminds Edge that he doesn't belong anywhere near a ring I'm standing in. But I'm going to do Edge a favor because I'm a nice guy. I'm going to beat Edge so bad that he's going to utter the words, I quit. And the priest says, I'm so excited to witness firsthand you giving to Edge. Uh, a beating so bad. A beating so bad that he has to say the words I quit and let that serve as notice to anyone who wants to step to Judgment Day because Judgment Day will always rise and that goes especially for our opponents tonight. Who was that, Steve? A-Ray Styles. So Rhea whispers something in Dom's ear. And Dom says, I'll tell you uh, who my daddy is because the crowd's chanting, who's your daddy? Right. And he says, it's not Rey Mysterio. He says to Rey, I hate you. Hefe, I hate you so I much. I hate you. <laughs> you lied to me my entire life, and I have a new family now, thanks to Judgment Day. So then Finn decides to speak it. What? Yes, Question. Steve. Yes. He said, he, he said, I'll tell you who my daddy is, and then he didn't answer that question. I'm yeah. dying to know who is that. Like, is it Eddie? Was he going to say Eddie? Did he get know. on 23andMe? Ancestry.com. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. So uh, Finn says, speaking of family, my old friend, AJ. Uh, AJ, I could have ended, ended your career last week. Well, he said, at first he said yesterday. No, I meant, I'm so fired up. I mean I meant, last week. Yeah, you people are so annoying. I meant last week. But chose not to. You know why? Because I'm your friend. Uh, the olive branch is still extended, but trust me, I'm not a bad guy, so don't make me do bad things. And then he's interrupted by AJ Styles, and then we get Judgment Day against who, Steve? A-Ray Styles. Yeah. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, uh, this team did not last very long. Uh, let's see here. What was the finish? The finish was... Um, so uh, Dom does the thing oh, where he, yeah, he drops gras, to his knees right. again to try to get Ray to hit him after Ray is outside. So AJ's mm -hmm. looking for... Oh, sorry. Let's go back a little bit. AJ's looking for a tag to Ray because mm -hmm. AJ's getting isolated. Rhea pulls Ray off the apron. And mm -hmm. then Priest hits Styles with the, with the clothesline. Finn is in. AJ buys some time by hitting the double DDT on Finn and Priest. So uh, Ray, rather than get on the apron to get the tag, goes to confront Rhea. Mm -hmm. So Dom steps in and gets on his knees again. It's like, come on, hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. So he, Ray doesn't. He turns around. Rhea clotheslines him. Mm -hmm. And so AJ's watching all this. Finn hits AJ with a shotgun <laughs> drop kick, coup de gras, to get the win. And then Ray gets the ring to help up AJ, and AJ's just pissed. And Ray's like, I'm "Yeah, sorry. you're freaking, you're distracted this entire time by who, you yeah. know, your son and, and and his new lady friend." And, and Ray's AJ like, says, you know, "I needed you. It's all yeah. your fault." And he it's pushes. Your fault. 
<laughs> Ray just landed on his ass. There were two moments here where Ray just like completely bumped. Uh, so Judgment Day then attacks AJ from behind. But of course, A. Ray Styles has just been broken up by AJ. Uh, Finn pummels AJ with punches, tells uh, AJ, I'm your only friend. You got no one else. And then Priest hits AJ with a nasty choke slam. Uh, yeah. So yeah, sad, sad days for a AJ Styles. A. Ray Styles, rest in peace. Uh, it was so a there good you run. go. It was a it was a good run, solid run. A couple of Hall of Famers teaming up like that. Yep. For one night. Anyways, only. Uh, you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well, inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, earlier in the day, Bob Lashley arrives at the arena looking contemplative. Uh, and Kevin Patrick walks up for an interview, contemplative. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like he was lost in thought when he was rolling through. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, "He says, you know, although my legacy is important to me, I will not become complacent. I've said this since day one, and I'll say it again. It's not the title that makes the man; it's the man that makes the title. So it can be three days, three months, three years. Bobby Lashley's mentality won't change because I know what it takes to get here. I've been pushed to the limits by some of this industry's best, and I've beaten them all. Drew." Roman, Brock, Seth Rollins. So what's next? I want somebody who has the same hustle and desire to get here. That's what I'm looking for. And Mustafa Ali with a sick new hairstyle steps in. Says, you're talking about desire. He says, I've got plenty of that. But I'm still sitting in the back of the line waiting for somebody to call my number and I'm Wait, done is, waiting. Is, is his uh, new gimmick Bono? Based on Oh man, YouTube fan for life, this Mustafa Ali. He's got you name it, he's sunglasses into like Bono was. What was that character's name? The Fly during the, fly. the Octon Baby. Man, tour. when he got his iPhone and Apple automatically uploaded a YouTube uh, album to oh, it, the whole he album, was hyped. The entire album. He was like, he was "What like, are all these people complaining about? Get it free gratis." <laughs> all these people are complaining about this shit. Thank you, Steve Jobs. Anyways, or was it the other guy? I don't know. Anyways, he says, uh, "I'm sitting in the back of the line waiting for someone to call my number, and I'm done waiting." Stepping up to the front of the line. I want my opportunity, and I want it now. And Lashley says, yeah, man, I see you grinding. 
keep it up and I'll make sure you get your opportunity. And he's like, no, you're not listening to me. I'm not asking you for an opportunity. I'm not asking you for a damn thing. I'm demanding it. And Lashley says, oh, you want your opportunity? You got it. And uh, that happened later. But first, Sami Zayn's backstage talking to Jimmy and Solo. He's telling a, a story that's got Jimmy just oh. cracking up. It's about like oh, something's man. on fire. This story is wild. So wild. Yeah. Something's on fire and someone's asking, where, where's, where's my dog? And, and Sammy says, well, I'm here. I'm your dog. That was yeah. like a punchline. Oh, man. What a so great the, story that was. Jimmy is cracking up and the Jay steps in. So Jimmy gets serious real quick. Um, and Jay's like, what's so funny? And Sammy's like, eh, it, 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 it wasn't important. And, and then Jay's here is like, well, we're supposed to be here handling business. And Jimmy says, well, we're just cracking, cracking jokes, joking around. And Sammy goes, no, Jay, you're right. We are here for business. And Jay says, we got to let everybody know that Roman will be here next week for the season premiere of Raw. And Sammy's like, hey, let the honorary ooze handle this one. Let's go put these fools on notice. So they start walking down uh, the corridors of the arena, walk up the street profits. And Sammy says to them, I got a message for you from and, the, and for the whole locker room that uh, we'll be here with Roman, so be ready to acknowledge him. Mm-hmm, and yeah. Ford says, you're walking around here like you own the arena. You don't own the arena. There's only two things the bloodline need to acknowledge, and it's D's. Whoa, and then Dawkins step, stops in. Jimmy says, no, 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 go ahead and finish what you're saying. And Jay tells uh, Ford, he says, if you have something disrespectful about Roman to say, he says, I'm going to give you two matching boots. Because Ford has, he's got one of them boots on. because He's got a walking boot, busted. yeah. Yeah. So Doc can say, you know, Jay, you're talking with a lot of bass in your voice. He says, why don't I break my boot off in your ass? And then Solo steps up to Doc and says, why don't you try that on me? So later on, we get that bitch. Yep. But first, we have Bobby Lashley completely annihilating Mustafa Ali. Every time this dude puts together some offense. Oh man, that time too. That time when he hit that 450 on Lashley's arm, I was like, "Oh, what? It's a great looking spot." Oh, I love it's that. I love we did that to, to, to Buddy Murphy back in there during their feud. Yeah, on 205. Yeah. I love that bit. Yeah, I know. So yeah, that's basically the story. Lashley just destroying Ali. Ali making a bit of a comeback, only for Lashley to put an end to it. But the thing is that Ali keeps getting back up every time. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the finish saw Lashley hit a spear, puts on the hurt lock. But the ref is asking Ollie, you going to tap? And you hear Ollie say, no. No. And he, so he just passes out. So Lashley wins. So Lashley goes to help Ollie up. You know, hey, you're in my respect. Uh, Seth comes out of nowhere to blast Lashley from behind, falls with a stomp, and then stomps Lashley on the U.S. title, then goes to the floor and stomps Ollie on the floor. Oh, he's having a stomp party, man. He's loving it. He gets in the ring. He's got a, well, we roll on. We get a Seth Rollins promo. He says, now that we've cleared Bobby Trashley from the ring, we can get on with this evening's festivities. This Saturday in Philly, I go one-on-one with the original bro, Matt Riddle, in a match that is soon to become synonymous with my name. Behold the Fight Pit. He throws to a Fight Pit video package. Uh, there's There was two Fight Pit matches, right? Yeah, there was there's Thatcher and, and Thatcher, the Riddle and Thatcher, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, uh, he says, the things I'm going to do to Riddle inside the Fight Pit I'm going to show him what I just showed Lashley, what I showed to Cody, what I've showed the whole world. I'm the most dangerous man in this industry. But that's Saturday, and we're here in St. Paul tonight, and I'm scheduled to go face-to-face with Riddle. So let's not waste any more of your time. Scoot your stupid face out here, Riddle, so you can piss me off in person. Riddle walks to the ramp. Seth says, you know, 
There's the guy whose face I'm going to smash in. Come down and pay your respects to the king of the fight pit. <laughs> and then Riddle says, let me remind you, bro, you've never been in a fight pit match before like I've been in it before. And says, says, let me remind you that tonight we have a no contact clause, no physicality. If you lay one finger on Seth freaking Rollins, the match on Saturday is off. Riddle says, don't worry, I'm not here to give you more stitches in your forehead. By the way, that gash on Seth's forehead was pretty deep. He says, I'm here to give you an educational lesson on the fight pit. Because I'm not just going to hurt you, bro. I'm just not going to beat you. I'm going to kill you this Saturday. And when I'm done beating your lifeless body and DC has to pull me off in victory, they're not going to be singing your song. And then he does a really lame version of Seth Rollins' song using the word bro. Yeah. But yeah. Seth, you know, the crowd doesn't really respond to it, but then Seth tells the crowd to stop chanting it. And so, of course, they do what Seth wants, but then they do the opposite. So they start singing it. Seth is so good with the crowd, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. he says, you got it twisted, Riddle, because even though you and Cormier come from the same place, I'm, he's not on your side. He's going to have my back. DC is a fan of Seth Rollins, but I've got to admit, bro, you've got a nice singing voice. Do you sing to your kids to sleep like that? Oh, that's right. You're not allowed to see your kids anymore, are you? He says, come on, bro, just one shot. Hit me, hit me. He says, oh, wait, you can't because we got a big money match this Saturday. And you need all the cash you can get because these days child support is very expensive. Cue laugh track. And then Riddle gets pissed off. He says, back up, man. Your breath stink. He says, you know what? When's the last time you held a championship? Oh, that's right. The last time you faced Roman for a title, he choked your ass out. Remember the last time you main evented WrestleMania? Oh, wait, you haven't, but your wife has. That pisses Seth off. He says, it seems like you've come up second to Roman, to Becky, and this Saturday, you're going to come up second to me. So Seth and Riddle argue, and then uh, DC shows up on the Tron. Yeah, yeah Daniel and he Cormier. says, he says, uh, "Hey, this is hey Stephen Larson, is Daniel Cormier with a Matt Chat question." Yeah, uh, uh, stuff uh, of the arguing here, uh, gentlemen. He says, uh, "You know, if uh, Fantasy Island was a uh, cast with wrestlers, who would they be?" <laughs> Anyways, he says, he says, he says, tired of this foolishness. He says, "Listen, Matt, we go way back. You're part of the UFC frat." He says, Seth. You know, from afar, I've always admired you. I was up there in Santa Clara, and I may have celebrated. As the whole world is uh, is fed up, I'm I too am fed up. What is fed up? Was this He's fed up? But they're arguing and, and oh, them, them they're they're foolish. Okay, yeah. He said somebody told me you were competing in a fight pit match this Saturday. He says I'm into that. That's my world. He says one thing I know: there has got to be a stern third man, brother, to lay down the law to make sure only one of you walk out. Now the time for talk is over. Train hard, train smart, and I'll see both y'all in Philly. Say your prayers and uh, eat your vitamins. Yeah. And then Seth gets in Riddle's face, knocks the hat off his head, and storms out of the ring. Yep. Uh, then we get Candice LeRae backstage. She walks past Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka. And the screen does the weird kind of TV flicker deal. And there's when the, the first QR code of the night pops up. Mm -hmm. And that's one with the image. I guess it was Samson Delilah, the, the painting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the bit with the language for Predator on it, all that. Yeah. Samson uh, so as in Elias Samson, perhaps? Uh, uh, <laughs> Bianca tells Candace that uh, you got this. Make sure you show damage control what the poison pixie is made of. Damage match, control. Like, she has match against Dakota Kai. Yeah. Uh, uh, then we're backstage. Miz is on the phone talking to Maurice. He says, uh, Loomis has attacked me. He mentioned him by name, of course, says, uh, in a hockey uniform, cost him the U.S. title. And Champa, where's Champa? I haven't seen him in weeks. 
He says, I'm not leaving until I get assurances that something is being done about you know who because nothing uh, will ruin my birthday celebration next week in Brooklyn. He starts talking that up. And while that's going on, Loomis opens the door behind Miz and starts kind of sneaking in. Then like one of the part of the, one of the guys on the camera crew says, Miz. And he just tells him to shut up. Mm-hmm. He's on the phone. Yep. And so by the time the camera pans back over that doorway, the door is closed and Miz steps off frame. And then Loomis peeks through again. Creeping. Uh, after that, we had Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. This is a hell of a match. A really good match here. Uh, thanks to damage control shenanigans, though, uh, Dakota Kai gets the win here. Uh, but, yeah, man, this was this was really good stuff here. Dakota Kai got a roll up for the win. Yep. But uh, it's after Bailey pushed Candice off the second rope. But uh, that uh, that uh, that power bomb there off the second rope was uh, pretty nasty there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get John. John. Gargano. He's walking backstage. And as he's walking, he walks past Miz lying. You know, how, how after Lewis puts someone to sleep with silence, their head is kind of resting on his lap. And he's kind oh, of. He cradles them. Yeah. He cradles them. And so he walks past that and sees that, stops, does a double oh. take, goes back and walk over. By that time, Lewis is gone. Mm. Miz is just laying there, but he's got one of those caricatures that Loomis mm. does. We have one of them. Yeah. Um, uh, of of Miz and and Loomis and and Gargano just goes, oh Dexter, what a jokester. So for those watching, it is right there. There we are. Yep, it's very far away. Probably can't see it. Uh, but yeah. Anyways. I like, yeah, I love that. I love that Johnny's whole. I just got to get Indy there, man. I'm hoping that once this Miz Dexter stuff wraps up, we get Indy. That'd be cool. uh, after that, we had a damage control interview. Sarah says, after night, it's obvious why Bailey would want uh, 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 Dakota oh, Kai yeah. and EO in your corner, in her corner. And Bailey says, uh, it's taking you this long to realize why I'd want weapons like EO and Dakota by my side. You know, Bailey's always pumping up her people, man. Mm-hmm. She says, you're just as dumb as Bianca because I'm sure she just realized the importance of having allies. But you're not going to ruin my mood. I'm in a great mood after Kai's victory. And I'm going to do to Bianca, uh, and I'm going to do Bianca a favor night. I'm going to keep this just between her and I before the contract signing only. So, Bianca, it's just you and me. But remember, you asked for this. Uh, Then we get Otis versus John Gargano. Uh, Austin Theory joins commentary. Um, And uh, I I talk about this is a situation where apparently they feel like Otis needs. Gargano needs to be protected in a loss. Mm -hmm, Yeah, because they want Otis to get some wins. So mm-hmm. uh, at one point, Otis rolls out of the ring. Gargano hits him a suicide dive. Uh, he dives towards Theory, hits him with a bunch of shots, hits Otis with a tornado DT off the apron to the floor, and then Gable distracts the ref. Uh, Theory then blasts Gargano with the Money of the Bank briefcase. Otis hits Gargano with the world's strongest slam to get the win afterwards. Alpha Academy and Theory, they start laying into Gargano. Braun comes out to make the save. Uh, he wants a match against Chad Gable right now. Ref rings the bell, and Braun just chucks oh Gable God. out of the ring on the Theory and Otis. Raw rolls on. We come back. Matches happen. Yeah, man, we get that happening. match. Braun Strowman versus Chad Gable. This is a lot of fun here. Braun just like throwing Gable everywhere. It was pretty great. But Gable put on a hell of a performance, man. That German he hit a suplex. German he, suplex on Braun that was damn Strowman. Impressive. That was nuts. That was nuts. And yeah. then he had Amos and MVP watching backstage. Amos versus Braun, maybe it's Saudi Arabia. I don't know. That could be a good one. That could be fun. Yeah. Uh, in the end, though, uh, Gable misses a moonsault. 
Braun hits a boot powerbomb to get the win. Yep. Uh, after that backstage, Bobby Lashley is getting checked by the trainer. Bobby shoes him away. Kevin Patrick weasels his way in for an interview. Lashley says, I'm going to crush Seth's throat. So I never hear, have to hear that cackle again. And after Riddle beats him up in the fight pit, I'm going to finish him off because I'm getting Seth next week. Monday Night Raw season premiere. I'm putting my title on the line. There's no backing out, no excuses, no running away. I'm going to get him in the ring and bounce his little head around like a pinball. And then I'm going to slap him on the hurt lock and make him scream for mercy. I'm going to make him pass out in the middle of the ring. What are the odds Seth Rollins wins that on the make good for the fight I think his odds are pretty decent. I, I actually think. Riddles, or sorry, Rollins got a pretty good chance to walking out of Raw, U.S. T- uh, champ. I think he does as well. I think they're going to use him to elevate that title even more. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably going to be the case. Yep. Uh, after that, we had uh, the the main event segment: Bianca Belair and Bailey in a oh, contract. Oh no, there's a lot signing. more between this and the actual main event. Oh, that was the top of the second hour. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're at seven o'clock now, or at the top of the yeah top of the yeah third yeah. Hour. yeah. You're right. So you're right. Uh, they come they come to the ring. Corey Graves is hosting. Uh, Bailey says, hey, it's just me, just like you asked. You feel safe? I feel great. Despite not having my girls here, I feel good. Every single day of my plan has been going pretty good. Uh, she continues, I can tell it shakes your confidence a little bit, but don't worry about that. I did this favor for you since you were dumb enough to accept the ladder match. Uh, and she signs the deal and says, Bianca, look what your ego has gotten you yourself into. I bet your ego made you think that I chose a ladder match because uh, you KOD'd me atop of a ladder at Hell in a Cell, or you think I have half the ego that you do, and uh, this would be the first ladder match for a women's title. But here's something for all you guys. It's something much bigger than that. The ladder is symbolic for my entire WWE career since the day I walked in. Unlike you, I've had to climb to try to get to the top, and in that process, I was you. I had the ponytail, had all that, the colorful sequence on the gear, and there used to be Bailey signs in the crowd. And the fans had the headbands on and all the ponytails were to the side. You know what happened? They gave up on me and they stopped caring. And when they stopped caring, my whole career spiraled and I had to do something to climb my way back to the top. And that's when Bianca tells her to shut up and she signs the contract. And then Corey says, hey, both of you, good luck. And he holds up the folio and there's a QR code, a giant mm. QR code on the back. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's humongous. So Bianca continues, says, uh, Bailey, you continue to run your mouth over and over again. You got this chip on your shoulder that has nothing to do with me. It might be hard to see someone have everything you want, but comparison is the thief of joy. And you, Bailey, never compare yourself to, to me because you'll never be me, never be like me, and never uh, do it better than me. You want to know why everything you did didn't work? It's because you're, you're pretending to be someone you're not. See, this is the real me, and that's why they, the fans, connect to me. You didn't evolve. You just became the real you. And now you're showing everyone your real colors. And this plan that you came back to SummerSlam with, well, congratulations. It took you a whole year to come up with a plan. But I didn't need a plan because I stay ready, so I don't need to get ready. Plus, do you think you're the only person who tried to surprise me at SummerSlam? And you see how that worked out for me, referencing Becky. But since you like planning, you can plan on still calling me champ after Extreme Rules. Uh, Bailey says, we'll see about that since my girls are going to be right there by my side. Speaking of my girls, I wonder how they're doing. I'm pretty sure we were supposed to go out and get something to eat. And you cut to uh, backstage and EO and Dakota are laying out Asuka and Alexa. So then Bailey uses that distraction to attack Bianca. So Bianca tries to fend off Bailey long enough so she can run backstage to help. Uh, Bailey intercepts, but then Bianca just ends her throwing up, uh, throwing her, throwing up, throwing her into the (laughs) apron. 
sprints up the ramp backstage to check on Alexa and Asuka. By the time she gets there, Asuka's had a, a, a chair wrapped around her leg, mm-hmm. um, and, and they're trying to help her with that. And then Bliss stares in the camera and says, this isn't over. EO, you and me tonight. That's right, yeah. Uh, and that ended up being the main event. Before that, we had Solo Sokoa versus Angelo Dawkins. You would have thought that maybe all the bickering between Sammy and Jay, which was pretty thick, uh, would have led to Solo Sokoa getting the loss here. But nope, uh, Solo Sokoa is still able to get the win, even though Angelo Dawkins, uh, he took out Sammy and Jay with uh, with a big... Uh, oh, a tope, big, yeah. Big tope, yeah. Uh, but in the end, yeah, it was a spinning heel kick, Aranagi. Solo Sokoa got the win, but he was pretty pissed with both Sammy and Jay yeah, for all the, uh, all the arguing because it was very distracting. Uh, after that awesome theory, he's talking to Otis backstage. He says, uh, you did exactly what you needed to do. He says, where's Chad? <laughs> Otis brings him in, and Gable's like, I almost had him, guys. I almost had him. He's still pretty beat up. Yeah. Theory says, you know, we're not done with Gargano. That's why next week it's going to be me versus Gargano. I'm going to put him down like a dog. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Edge Matt Chat promo. Um, I mean, like, literally within this promo, he gave Judgment Day the key to beating him. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he says, this version of Edge that you see now since I've come back is pretty much just Adam. It's me. The veil of character is gone. He says, again, he references having to retire at 37 and having to claw his way back at 46 and said it's... The, the at that time coming back was difficult, but it's become progressively more difficult. He says, what's become harder is that it's not just taking a toll on me, it's taking a toll on my family, uh, but maybe more difficult is seeing the doubt, maybe the fear in Beth's eyes. And she wants her husband to come out of this hole. And that's going to be the thing. It's totally going mean, to right be there. the thing. It's right there. Beth, it's right Beth's going to be there. Rhea's going to, I don't know, threaten to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he says, I, I got to give Judgment Day credit. They've made it uh, more difficult. They pick me apart. They beat me down. It's harder and harder to put myself back together, but I keep putting myself back together. I know what I uh, what I have to do with, with my back is against the wall. I become a one-man gang. He says, Finn can't hurt me enough to make me say I quit. I hope you're all ready for a war because I damn sure am. Yeah, but they can hurt Beth enough. Uh, after that, we had uh, Alexa Bliss versus Io Sky. This was the main event right here, and uh, and yeah, again, lots of shenanigans going on here. Uh, Dakota, I'm sorry, Io Shirai ended up getting the win with uh, with a moonsault, right? Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, here we uh, go. Uh, so, oh, so like my 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 stream on my DVR froze with the air raid crash she hit. So I don't know if she hit the moonsault. Yeah, she yeah she hit the moonsault because it was fierce. I love her moonsault; it's gotcha. so violent. So yeah, she hit that. She hit the moonsault, uh, thanks to distractions and whatnot. Um, so uh, afterwards, Bailey and Dakota Kai get in the ring. Damage control attacks Bliss. Kai and Io put a ladder in the ring as Bailey is stomping on Bliss. Bianca gets back in the ring, goes after Bailey. Dakota Kai and Io uh, clobber Belair with the ladder. Asuka then comes down. This is a mistake because the crowd kind of didn't react too much to Asuka. You got to hit that music. You mm-hmm. got to hit the music. They didn't hit Asuka's music. Hit that music, boom, crowd goes crazy. Mm-hmm. So she limps to the ring. It was a great visual. She limps to the ring. Uh, she's got a kendo stick. She hits Kai with it. EO drop kicks her off the apron to the floor. Asuka slides in the ring. She gets beat down with the ladder. Damage control puts Bliss between the ladder. EO and Dakota Kai kick that, so she's out. Kai and EO set up the ladder. Dakota Kai hits Bianca with a face wash. Bailey hits a rose plant on her and then uh, hits another one on Bliss. Kai and Io move the ladder directly over Bianca. 
Bailey grabs Bianca's title. Damage control scales the ladder, holds the title up. Yep. So, yeah. We'll see. I doubt they're going to continue any of this on, on SmackDown, although I guess it's possible. It's possible. I mean, that, that I would... I feel like it's it's probably not necessary, though. Like, this was a hell of a punctuation mark. To yeah, this seemed pretty rules. definitive. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions. We've got yeah. a thread right here on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve Larson. By the way, we have to do that, the survey for uh, this week's uh, numbers. Don't lie. Oh, it's up? Night. Okay, cool. All right, I need to uh, get that on Nightbot then. Uh, let's see. Here. Let's. That's weird. Uh, here we go. All right. First up from Cameron Bartolazzo. Does ladder match math still apply with Triple H? Does Bailey's chance at winning drastic go down? I again, we're missing the big piece of the puzzle. We're still learning. We're all just learning here, Tony. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out. We'll find out on Saturday. Uh, Patrick Kennedy has an interesting one. My question is for the White Rabbit QR code from SmackDown. Could the wolf and red pants also be a point towards Braun for joining Bray? I, I think it's a possibility. There's so much history there. I know. There's so much history there. It would not shock me at all. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nikhil says, Judgment Day seems to always get wins with a lot of interference in every one of their matches. A member is involved in it. at some point. Does Judgment Day need a legit win without any interference? Or are they going to continue this sort of booking of their matches? Um, well, let's look at who's in charge. It's Triple H. That guy yeah. used a sledgehammer all the time. <laughs> that dude. So I kind of feel like, no, you know, I, I, I think that bad guys cheat. Bad guys use numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I don't think... I, I don't I don't think so. I think that they can continue along this path because they're bad guys. Yeah, agreed. Uh, sleazy Mo, if Ray and Dominic end up having a match against each other, do you think they'll add a stipulation where if Ray loses, he must lose his mask? Um, I'd be surprised. He is a merchandise machine with that mask. I would think so. I would think so. I don't think. I mean, I don't. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe. I I think that that would be like I don't know, like a retirement thing for him, right? Like, yeah, maybe. But maybe. I don't think he's gonna retire anytime soon. No, it doesn't seem he's like he still it's moves a, like he's fucking. I know. Twenty three. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Uh, Xavier Gray. Next week's Raw is gonna be the twenty fifth anniversary of DX and the return of Roman Reigns on the Red Brand. Do you think that Triple H will invoke his right as head of creative to make Reigns relinquish the WWE Championship, or should that happen after Crown Jewel and Survivor Series? Should happen after he loses, he being Roman, loses the belts. Um, I agree that's when it should be, but I don't know. I don't know. It depends on, you know, if they want two t- I don't think they should do two titles heading into WrestleMania, man. Because then you're just going to have one of those titles defended and it's going to be in the mid card, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here we go. Timor says you were talking about the video effects used during the Carrying Cross video promo on Drew on SmackDown. If you were to run a video promo on the other person, what video effects would you implement, Larson? If you were Star to run Wars. a video promo on me, okay. Star all Wars. the cheesy, all the cheesy, uh, 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 like public access mm-hmm, yeah. transitions and wipes that they use. Yeah, a blinking video calibration that's indicator. That's, that's what I would do. It'd be like just fuzzy VHS. It'd be, it'd be like time code up there in the corner. Right. Yeah. 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 Video calibration. That's good. 
That's good half my promo right would be lost. You can't see shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Perfect. Alex Foster. If you guys had QR codes advertised on Raw, what images or videos would play? Um, it'd be uh, uh, either me yelling at you for cheating, the deep okay. pers- purple incident. Okay, yeah. Probably that. Or, oh, or day, Otis yeah. winning Money in the Bank. Oh, that's good. You know, man, I dig into our past and viral videos that we always got a kick out of. I'd go with LT style, Electric Glide. Oh, good. I'd go with uh, uh, Super Timor, of course. Uh-huh. I'd go with uh, uh, George Brett Bobby Poop ha- My Pants. George Brett Poop My Pants. Bobby Hacker's Cars. You know, it'd be like, oh, what is all? Oh, he's digging into the past. You know, he's going way back to like mm. before they even did Machinima stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mayor Planet Houston here asks, if you just started out as a wrestler with no experience, what would be your preferred path in the business? Spending some time on the indies and seeing where that took you because becoming a young line in New Japan or starting nope. out NXT and have them turn you into the kind of wrestler they want you to be. I just for, just for the, you know, I was talking to Rob about this the other day. Like I got a subscription to what is it? IWTV mm. independent wrestling television. I love that shit because I love just seeing the various promotions and like the localities. I would love to be, if I were just starting out, if I was like, you know, back when we were at Northridge and I was like, you know what, guys, who needs film school? I want to become an indie wrestler. And I became serious about it. Yeah, doing traveling around seems like it'd be amazing in your 20s. It seems like it'd be a blast going to those little tiny territories. And yeah, that's what I would do. I would be an indie wrestler. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like the do-it-yourself shit, you know. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. At the same time, I don't really like traveling that much, so I guess NXT for me. There you go. Just Orlando. I don't like, Florida, I don't like living Florida out man. Case I don't like living. So no, that's true. I have to move to Florida. Hmm. You'd be Florida man as opposed to uh, you know living in in Japan or at the LA dojo. So yeah, I guess indie wrestler would be my last choice, and then tied for first <laughs> would be NXT or or Young Lion. Just in the system, in the system. Yeah, Get that guaranteed paycheck. Exactly. You know, they tell you what to do every day. <laughs> don't have to. Don't have to live out of a suitcase, which is really the thing. I can't stand doing that. Get to pick Shabbat's uh, brain about stuff. See, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. There you go, man. I, I want to have maybe slap me or kick me at, at, at shows from time to time. Yeah. Hey, I want to haggle with. I want to haggle with promoters. Hey, man, no come on. Where, where's my money? Oh, payout's coming soon, man. Uh, yeah, meet me here in an hour. Why? Why am I meeting you here in an hour? Just give me my money. It's 50 lousy dollars. Yeah. Oh, did I say 50? I thought we said 35. Come on, man. And where's my gas money? Oh, that was never part of the agreement. God damn it. See, it says no in this email right here. I'd quit right there. It's like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> I would hate that shit. I would hate I having to haggle with people. <laughs> Uh, Luis Ariza says with Finn announced as a de facto leader of Judgment Day, how will you go about making him more of a leader? That was that commentary did say that during the opening bout on Raw. Oh yeah. I mean, you know what, man, the cream rises to the top there. He it's kind of what did Damian Priest is gonna be leading them? No, I don't think so. I like the idea of Rhea being the leader. Well, she's the Dom Whisperer now. You know, I like that she's sort of like I, I kind of, you know, I, I, I was definitely into that idea, but I like that she's the X factor. She's the one you really have to be worried about. Mm-hmm. And that person's never really the leader. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're just like yeah, the yeah. one who's in the background like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? I like that. I think it fits her really well. Anyways, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.